Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Santa H., and I am a recovered compulsive eater from New Jersey. Today is March 13, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 13, the last paragraph that begins with, My friend promised win these. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Sarah S., The Twelve Traditions, Marita P., and reading the literature today are Lisa B., Carmelo G., and Judy S. The Share ID number for March 12, 2017, our special edition meeting is 9714. 9714. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. Neither to listening nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sarah S. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Sarah S., and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from Maine. Um, Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
Step 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. And thank you, Sarah S. And now I'll ask uh, Marita P. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning. It's Marietta P. from Virginia, recovered, compulsive overeater, and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OAM membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should, should remain forever nonprofessional. But our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations is based <clears throat> on attraction rather than promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And with that, I pass, and thank you. And thank you, Marietta P. My apologies with your name. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, we read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page 13, 
the last paragraph beginning with, my friend promised when these things, through two paragraphs ending, who presides over us all? Comments on both paragraphs. I will now ask Lisa B. to begin reading. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Can you hear me, Santa? Perfectly. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Simple but not easy, a price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. Well, these two paragraphs are so full of hope and promise. And uh, now as I look back, now I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I look back and I think about what you guys taught me when I came in and was sick and suffering and had been for so long. And it takes me back to, in We Agnostics, it says, when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the, upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. So Bill has had his spiritual experience, his spiritual awakening as a result of working these steps. And that's what the promise is, that he now has the elements of a way of living. This big book tells me that when the spiritual malady is overcome, that I will straighten out mentally and physically. And that the elements that he needs to do that is he must be diligent and thorough and search within himself and do these steps. He needs to have belief in the power of a, a greater power than himself, plus willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. These are the essential requirements. There's just so many words that could be looked up and taken apart here. Um, and then it says simple, but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. Well, this wonderful, divinely inspired big book tells me that the root, the very root of my problem is selfishness and self-centeredness. It's not the food. It's not the weight that the root of my problem is selfishness. I don't have the ability to destroy that selfishness and self-centeredness. I need a power greater than myself, and I need to go through these steps. With me, I went with a recovered sponsor. That was the best thing for me, this the most wonderful thing. I needed someone like Phil had Ebby. Ebby had this experience. So he had his guide. I had my guide. And I was taught by all of you I needed to be diligent and thorough. I can't be perfect, but I need to be diligent and thorough. God has restored me to my right, right mind. The other thing that this book tells me is that the greater aspect of my dis-ease is my mind. My mind. I have a mind of a chronic alcoholic, a hopeless compulsive overeater. So I'm abstinent. I put my substances down, my alcoholic foods, my alcoholic food behaviors, but my mind is always going to take me back to that first bite, that first drink. That's why I need to recover and recover in my body, mind, and spirit through these steps. The other thing is, you know, I'm in the dark. I am totally in the dark. I need this power of light, this father of light through these steps to illuminate 
you know, what, what are my deceptions that I've been telling myself, these lies? How did I get the ball rolling? How did I step into all of these problems and create so many of these problems? For me, the pain was spiritual and mental. Um, when I came in this program, problems, oh my gosh, so many problems all around me, all within myself. And um, anyways, I'm very excited to share, and thank you for your service, and I pass. And thank you, Lisa B., for yours. Okay, now we can open up the floor for sharing. Who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Tina S. Rivka A. Kim G. This is Larry. Kim G. Chrissy G. Chrissy G. Thank you, Chrissy What page, please? I heard Larry K. Rivka A. Rivka. That's what I knew I was getting. Rivka A. What page, please? Just one moment. Thank you. Okay, I have Tina Tina B, Kim G, Chrissy G, Larry K, and Rivka A. Anyone else? Vasa O. And Vasa O. We're stuck right there. And we are on page 13. Um, our, we're sharing on the, on the last paragraph that begins with, my friend promised these things, and we're commenting this morning on two paragraphs. So, Tina B., good morning to you. Did I get that right? Tina B.? Okay, we'll come back to her. Kim G, are you are you Tina on? Tina S, can you hear me? Tina S, that's what it was. Right. Tina S. Thank you, Tina. Go All ahead. Right. Go Thanks, right ahead. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your service. Uh recovered compulsive eater in uh anorexic in Florida and uh Awesome, great paragraphs here. You know, I, I like that it starts out, my friend promised when these things were done. When I did the previous paragraphs, which we know today is working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and Overeaters Anonymous, I, I would enter upon a new relationship. So that's this is what I get. I get a new relationship with a power greater than myself. You know, um, I'm not promised a rose garden. I'm not promised that my life is going to get better, but I get a new relationship with a power greater than myself. And this reminds me of what it talks about on page 45, because lack of power is my dilemma. You know, it's not my food, it's not my booze, it's not my relationships, it's not any of that stuff. It's lack of power, you know. And um, and when I find this power, you know, it tells me also that this power will solve my problems. So I like that it says that um, it will answer all my problems today. You know, it will answer all, all my problems. But I have to get out of the way. You know, it talks about um, destruction of self, you know, and, I, and it was just shared. I cannot do this on my own. I must have a power greater than myself. And, and then, you know, I turn all things to the power of light. You know, and what happens for me today, one day at a time, when I do this deal, I get this deal, and I get a life beyond my wildest dreams. And that's one day at a time contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, which is I got to keep going. I got to keep doing. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Well, thank you, Tina S. And good morning, Kim G. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm going to zone in on the same thing that Tina was talking about. You know, my friend promised, promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. You know, and, and I think back to, you know, six years ago I broke my ankle and, and I was told I may not be able to walk again. 
but that I had to, I had, a, I had one year that I needed to go through therapy, and at the end of that year, we'd see where I was at. And, but I wanted it now, you know, so I would come back after a month, and I'd say, doctor, why aren't I better? And he would say, well, Kim, I told you it's going to take a year. You need 12 months. Oh, okay. And then I would come back a month later. I'm like, doctor, why aren't I better? And, oh, Kim, I told you it's going to take a year. Well, let me tell you, after that year, not only was I able to walk, but I walked without a limp because I was willing to do all that work. But I couldn't get it when I wanted I had to do the work in order to be able to walk again. And I find that's true with the 12 steps. I want to be better now, and I'm told when these things are done, when I get to step 12, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. I'm going to have neutrality around the food. Yet me, I'm, I'm still in step one. I've been asking for seven days, and why don't I feel better? You know, or maybe I, I go to step three, and I think, okay, I'm turning my life and my will over. Why aren't I better now? Because you don't know how to do it. You have to do the steps of four through nine to learn how to turn your life and your will over. Because I don't know about you, and I don't know if you're an alcoholic of my type, but I want the results now, and maybe I'm going to do that work. And I enter upon a new relationship. And this is just my own experience. You know, I, I, there was a saying I heard which I loved. It said, the problem isn't that we ask God for too much. The problem is we ask God for too little. And what I mean by that is I would ask God for all these things that I thought would make me safe. You know, God, make me a size six so I can be attractive. You know, give me that right guy so I can prove to the world I'm lovable. Give me enough money in the bank so I can prove to people that I'm important. And all those things were the exact reason I felt unsafe. Because even if I got those things, the fear of losing them would overwhelm me. So instead of asking God for these human aid things, what I do now is I ask God, I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. I want to be useful. And by doing that and turning that over through these 12 steps, I get things in my life that I never would have imagined. And I have an experience in life that I never would have imagined whether I get those things or not. So it's not to do with how I arrange my life on the outside, but if I get that new relationship with a power greater than myself, I can, I can be happy regardless of my circumstances. So I no longer ask God for these little plans and designs. I ask God how he can use me today to help his other kids, and in turn, I also have a joyful life. And with that, I pass. Hey, thank you, Kim G. And good morning, Chrissy G. Chrissy, if you're speaking, we don't hear you. Good morning, it's Chrissy. Can you hear me, Santa? I can hear you now. Good morning. Okay, good morning. Hi, I'm Chrissy G., a recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And uh, I was just thinking about the relationship, how the relationship changed with my higher power after going through the steps and how it changes, you know, how it changed, you know, just like logistically, the thinking changed my thoughts were always, if I get this, then it proves that God loves me, you know, God's love for me, what's the relationship between me and my higher power, you give me what I want, and I feel loved, and life is good, and I love you back, and I honor and worship you, that really was my relationship, the way the relationship changed is that when I went through the steps, um, especially the fourth and fifth step, I was able to see how my my actions, my behavior, my thinking 
caused a lot of my difficult a lot i mean i most of my difficulties all of my difficulties because i was always thinking of myself and so i was obviously going to be disappointed and resentful and fearful if all i ever thought about was myself and getting my own way i mean that's just you know it's it's just logical to, when you look at it in black and white when it's down on paper you know um I had a resentment because this person, I married this person under false pretenses and he didn't deliver, you know, well, you know, how did I set the ball rolling? And, and so it was, I, my thinking changed. My ego was deflated. My, my uh, mantra, my story stopped being about, you know, if, if you had my life, you would eat too or starve too. If you had my life, you would drink yourself silly. And if you had my life, you wouldn't trust people either. You know, that was my story. The story changed. The story became, and, and it's painful to see, it's painful to see that the story became, oh, my God, Chrissy, what were you thinking? And that's where the sanity comes in. I see the, the light is shine on, on my destructive thinking and behavior. And then the relationship changes between me and my higher power in beautiful ways. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Chrissy Jean. Hey, Larry Kay. Good morning. Hey, Santa. Can you hear me okay? I hear you perfectly. Okay. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. Um, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. The, uh, so we read here some, some interesting stuff. Um, you know, I read here that my um, that uh, my friend made a promise that when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. Now then it talks about a belief in the power of God plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. Okay, but what if, what if, I'm, uh, what if I'm agnostic? What if I'm atheist? You know, what then? If I come into this program, it's like, check, please. But what we know about our program is, you know, it was decided pretty early on that in order to carry the principle of inclusiveness and tolerance still further, you know, they, nobody's making any religious requirement of anyone. This isn't a religious program. If it were a Christian program or a Jewish program or a Muslim program, many of us would not be on the line this morning. See, all people that have a problem with food, if we have this twofold nature of this illness, and, and we, we wish to get rid of it, and we're willing to make an adjustment with the circumstances of our lives, we become OA members simply by associating with the rest of us. Nothing but sincerity, honesty, openness is asked of anyone. If you're atheist, no, never, you're welcome here. See, in, the, in this type of atmosphere, the orthodox, the unorthodox, the unbeliever, we, we mix happily. We, we mix usefully together. And what, what I have found in my life, wherever I came in here, in nearly every case, if we follow this, these instructions from this textbook, what we find is a, there's a great spiritual growth that ensues. And that's the hope. That's the, the message. You don't, you, you are, you have a seat here. You have a seat here. Yes, this is a spiritual program. Nobody denies that. 
but spirituality and religion are two entirely separate things. If you doubt that, go on an investigation on what spirituality is, just by definition, versus theology and religion. If you have a problem with that, go investigate. Just because you may run into a person who's religious, yes, if you're religious, you're welcome here. We love you the same as if you're religious, you're not religious, but we're all moving towards that. We're on a spiritual quest that's some power that's not me, that's greater than me. That's going to be the answer to my problem. Not a diet. A diet, no, that's not where my answer is. My answer is in a power greater than myself. And that's where these steps lead us. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Larry Kay. And good morning, Rivka A. Good morning. Can you hear me, Santa? Yes, and I got your name right. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Oh, <laughs> my name is uh, thank you so much, Santa, for your service and for those who have spoken already. And thank you, listeners. Good morning to all of you. Um, I didn't realize that the time had changed um, yesterday in America. So um, I am grateful that there are fellow members to keep me on, keep me on guard. So um, anyway, here from Israel, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and I'm going to speak on the subject of willingness. Um, Wow. You know, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be on this phone today. Um, I wouldn't be working this program today if it wasn't for a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of something greater than myself, a willingness. And I notice here that um, on in the big book on page 12 and 13, um, I have highlighted, underlined, circled, capitalized the word willing, willingness. Um, Bill, Bill W., um, was expressing um, the need for willingness, um, especially on page 12, where he's talking about it only, it, it was only a matter of being willing to believe in a power greater than himself, um, and then expressing that um, growth could start from that point upon a foundation of complete willingness that he might build what he saw in his friend, Evie. And then over here on page 13, again, um, there's more sprinkling of the willingness, an expression of entire willingness. Well, you know, it was a real struggle for me to even have what was called that entire willingness. Um, I had to be honest, first of all, with myself, the how of the program, uh, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I had to be honest with myself that my way of thinking, my way of, of acting out, reacting to life, um, was not working, and I had struggled so long, and, um, you know, and I, I had to be willing to um, be open to a newfound friend, which is capitalized on page 13, this newfound friend, this new creator, um, this this uh, entity, God. Um, I had to turn my will, my thinking, and my life, my behavior over to something far greater than myself. I had to be willing to um, be open to a new way of living, to a new way of thinking, um, to be able to be of help. I had to be willing to be willing to help another compulsive overeater because basically um, I'm a selfish person by nature. And my nature is, well, you know, I'm going to take care of me first and, uh, you know, I'm going to get abstinent and I'm going to get down a certain weight. And, you know, I don't really need to call on somebody else. I don't need to help somebody else. But you know what? 
if I don't work with another compulsive overeater, if I'm not willing to work this program day by day, one day at a time, if I'm not willing to uh, communicate, to get personal relationship with this new creator, with, with people in the program, I'm not going to be able to keep my, my, uh, my uh, abstinence. It's just not going to happen. I have to continually <clears throat> live in steps 10, 11, and 12, willingness to uh, make my amends daily, to do a nightly review, thank you, to be willing to do a nightly review, and then to work with another alcoholic. That's where I stay in, um, in the game of maintenance, spiritual maintenance, because this is a spiritual program. I know that without the help of something greater than myself, I cannot do this. I cannot do it alone. Bill said that his human, his human will had failed, and that's what he had discovered, that he had to find that new relationship with God, uh, especially made or created his creator for him, that he could have a new way of living, a new way of thinking. And, you know, to pass this message on, I, I have the message, um, you know, and I, had, I have been given uh, this book as a, as a reminder. So thank you so very much for listening, and that, with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you, Rivka A. And good morning, Vasa O. Yes, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Santa, for your service. And I'm Vasa, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater uh, from Florida. And I love these two paragraphs. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. It's so true. And uh, I had a lack of power, and I dependent on, I was dependent on my own strength and my own power um, over the years to put the food down and to live my life, you know. I grew up in a communist country, and we were thought there was no God. And I grew up in a religious home, which was my father, pastor, a lot, a lot of confusion in my head. And it was really, I was more like on the atheist side and agnostic, you know. I had a lot of confusion. But again, you know, uh, and I had a really difficult time to admit that I was atheist. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed because all these people had religion and they believed in God and I didn't, you know, I depend on myself. But then I hear other people have gone to church, they have religion, and they still have the struggles, you know, with the food addiction. And uh, I'm so grateful that I found acceptance in this program. It doesn't matter where we came from, what religion, what, you know, it didn't matter. I felt accepted. And my Abby, my friend, my friend promised when these things were gone, uh, we're gone, done, okay, she was talking about the steps. When I go through the steps, and my life is going to get better, and my relationship will get better with Christ, with God, my higher power, whatever, whatever we believe in, and it will get, it will get better, and I'm going to heal, and I'm going to get stronger, and, and if, you know, if, if I did all those things. So to me, it was a promise I had never Anybody promised myself for that. I promised myself many, many, many times when I do this, you know, when I'm going to put the food down, I made all those promises. It never worked. I always picked up. 
And I just love these two paragraphs, and simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction, self-centeredness. I must turn all things to the Father of to the Father of the Life who presents over all us. And this was practice for me, you know. And I'm so grateful that I. It was not. This is not a religious program. It's a spiritual program, and it's not just the physical. It's the the mental and the spiritual part. If I worked on the steps the way they laid out, and if I surrendered to God, but that was very very hard for me. But I did it anyways. I was willing. And I'll wrap it up. I was willing and I was ready because I wanted to get better. I didn't know how sick and tired of, and being sick and tired I was. Thank you for letting me share that path. And thank you, Vasa. Oh, and for those of you who are just joining us, we are on page 13, um, the last paragraph beginning with our friend Thomas when these things, reading through two paragraphs and commenting on two paragraphs this morning. Who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Nancy R. I heard Nancy R. Kathy K. Lynn Melissa C. Lynn S. I heard Nancy R. Kathy K. Lynn S. Janice M. Melissa C. Janice M. Nessa R. Nessa R. Nancy H. Leia M. Melissa C. Nancy H. Monica T. Leia M. Okay, we're going to start right here. This is who I have. I have Nancy R, Kathy K, Lynn S, Janice M, Melissa C, and Leia M. And if we have time, we'll we'll get some more names. Good morning, Nancy R. Nancy R, if you're speaking, we don't hear you. Oh, I was talking to myself. Good morning, uh, Santa. Good morning. All right, thank you for your service, and, and thank you to uh, everyone for being on the line, for those uh, wonderful shares I've heard this morning. Uh, you know, the sentence, um, I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems. What an eye-opener for uh, a child like me in a woman's body. And uh, I, I really mean that for so many years, I, I, I was uh, an, an adult um, chronologically, but I had the uh, emotional maturity of a child because I didn't want any problems. Uh, I wanted a life that was uh, problem-free and that went my way. So as, as a consequence, uh, I was in constant turmoil. But... Um, like most people, I came to the program to lose weight, but uh, finally, after after many years of just being beaten by the foods, I was led to what this paragraph talks about, a new way of, of living um, based upon the belief that I couldn't do it, but there was a power uh, that was able to do it, and... What I'm told in this paragraph is that when I get it, it's not uh, something that happens automatically, that I have a responsibility to take certain actions in order to maintain this precious gift. And what is so good, the uh, directions are listed for me uh, throughout the book. I don't have to guess. I don't have to try to figure it out. Clear directions are given 
given to me uh, how to do this because I didn't know how. Uh, I thought um, a relationship with God was going to church, doing certain things, and acting certain ways. And this program has has given has I have entered into a new relationship. Everything that this everything that's printed here, I have found to be true. I have a new relationship with God that is so precious that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. And I followed those directions on pages. Uh, 83, pages 86 through 88, and then on page 89, I'm willing to work with others to ensure, like it says, nothing insures. Nothing insures. That's my insurance, like working with other people. So I'm so grateful that I have been led into this way of life. Thank you for letting me share. And thank you, Nancy R. And good morning, Kathy Kay. Thank you, Santa, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy Kay recovered in Boston, and um, I want to comment on the willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were essential requirements. You know, um, the first time I read these pages, I did not know uh, how to do this. It sounded good, but it also entirely uh, eluded me. And what I had to do was ask fellow travelers, what do these sentences mean? What does it mean to be willing and uh, honest and humble? And they taught me. Um, They taught me the actions I needed to take, like setting aside time every day to be quiet, to read spiritual literature, to write, to reflect, to talk with this newfound power that very gradually developed in my life. Um, But I must say, at first, it seemed like a daunting proposition, having come from an agnostic background. Um, And it was just by taking actions that were suggested to me Every day, not just once a week, but every day, um, was I able to start to feel the presence of a divine source deep within myself, as we're promised later on. And with that, I pass. Hey, thank you, Kathy Kay. And good morning, Lynn S. Good morning, Santa. This is Lynn S., a recovering compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The second paragraph is is really standing out to me. Simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of Light who presides over us all. And it just strikes me here. You know, so much of the step work that I'm currently doing, so many of the step tens, well, all of the step tens, it's all when I am in discomfort. And somebody said to me the other day, that's God nudging you to work the steps. And it's so true. And it's always, it's always the destruction of my self-centeredness. That's always the problem is my self-centeredness. And, you know, in relationships with other people and in with everything that's happening in my life, when I get bent out of shape or when I start to feel discomfort, it's always 
getting rid, destroying that self-centeredness. That's always the problem. But what I love about this, too, is it says, I must turn in all things. When things are good, I must turn to God. When things are okay, I must turn to God. When things, you know, are, are sort of upsetting, and often I find when something irks me, I'll make the OA phone call, and I know I have to do the step 10. I know it, and I know i got to go to God, but I'm just going to make that phone call first. And I make the phone call, and we discuss it, and yes, yes, i got to go to God, and yes, I'll do that. As soon as I finish driving the car, I'm going to do that. Well, I don't do it. As soon as I finish driving the car, I kind of put it off. I sort of rest in that, well, I've talked to somebody about it, and I know what I'm going to do, but first I'm going to do something else. And I'll tell you, when I was distraught on Friday and spoke to another member, and they were just pointing out with such clarity and brusqueness, like, this is what you do, this is when you do it immediately, and to hang up the phone and immediately do it and get that relief, because my natural tendency is to lie on the couch and ruminate about it for a bit. So, But it's just striking me right now how it's we turn to the Father of light in all things. And just reminding me, when things are great, I go to God. When I'm extremely happy, I'll go to God. This is when I need to go to God, not just when things irk me. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Lynn S. And good morning, Janice M. Well, good morning to you, Santa, and everyone. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I'm going to go on some words because they're so meaningful to me. And, you know, the first word, promise. A promise. What's a promise? You know, if I say to my son, you know, I'm going to, I want you to do 12 things. And then, you know what? In your closet, there's a box. And it's going to be a material, I'll just say $10,000, which, of course, would would be, you know, uh, life to him. But I'm just saying. But when you get through those 12 things, you can go into that box and you're going to get a big surprise. Well, this is what this is for me. This is the promise. When we are finished with these 12 steps, what are we going to get? We're going to get a gift. The gift from this power that evolved through these 12 steps that are going to allow me to, that not me, the power is going to go through me to remove the obsession of the mind for one day so there's no need and I will not want to pick up that binge food. Because those are the two things. There's two things that is not that are not easy for me. It says simple but not easy. One was to put down my trigger food. I mean, nothing worse than that, you know, in the beginning. Because, oh, anything but that. Oh, I'll put down alcohol, but not that donut, you know. So that was that was hard. It was, you know, it was hard. It was simple, but it was hard because of me, too, that self-selfishness, that self-sacrifice that I had to give up. That's what it was all about. It was destruction of self Centeredness. So those are the two things, simple but not easy. They were hard. Those are the two hard things. Now, another thing is it says there's two words here that this is a requirement, a very important requirement, belief in the power of, a, of God because that's what, what, what he 
was used to saying at the time. But, you know, the power is the, the thing that's going to thing, the person, whatever you want to be. The power is going to flow through me to do good. And that's how it's going to do to help others because I'm very selfish. I don't want to help anybody else. I want to help myself. So it's all about self-sacrifice. These are the requirements to go into that closet and get that box and see what's in it. And there's a M-U-S-T, and it says it a couple of times. It's a must. It's, it's not a suggestion. It's a must. So if you want this obsession of yours, like I wanted mine, to be removed and have a spiritual awakening as a result and think differently and behave differently, this is what we have to do. And with that, I pass. Thanks. And thank you, Janice M. And good morning, Melissa C. Hi. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, this idea of being um, other-centered, of... um, you know, honest and willing um, to <laughs> kind of uh, separate myself from, from myself, you know, my selfishness, um, that is not easy. You know, like it's simple, but it's not easy um, because I've had a lifetime of practicing myself, you know, doing what um, felt good for me. And I think that's, you know, Compulsive overeaters of my nature, my um, my wiring is screwy, you know. And and, and it, yes, it was seen in um, the way that I took food in. You know, my impulses um, are are messed up because I'm completely selfish. And you know, um, and I was willing, you know, when I was looking to get. Thin, I was willing to do all sorts of craziness um, in hopes of looking different, you know, in hopes of physically looking different. But I didn't really want to change the, the core piece of me inside. You know, I wanted to blame circumstances. And, you know, um, over the weekend, I, I was at a, at a friend's house, a party, and, um, you know, there is, there is still talk about um, – Oh, you really lost a lot of weight and you've really you don't deviate you know and and my ego gets a little big because it does feel like I'm somehow special you know um and and then I realized how quickly um that's dangerous ground for me and you know and so and someone had said well you really you really must put yourself first you really have to be pretty they didn't say selfish but I think they were getting at it and that's the way that I used to look at things too I used to look at people that looked thin and I thought my god they must really be selfish people and um that's for the dieting world you know for for to live in a recovered state um, I can't be selfish, you know. I yes, I have to protect my my abstinence, my food. I have to guard that, um, like the treasure that it is. But um, but I must be other centered, and I have to um, separate myself from myself at all times. And so, um, you know, that's the daily work. That's we we go through the steps, honestly examining ourselves, separating. You know, for me, it was separating myself from myself. Um, and, and that, that's the work of a lifetime because things pop up 
every day. You know, my husband said something to me over the weekend about spending money and questioning me, and my selfishness is alive and well. You know, I need to always uh, work on, um, you know, turning that over so that I can have the maintenance, you know, uh, of this recovery. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Melissa C. And good morning, Leah M. Good morning. Thank you, Santa. My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems. You know, after having completed uh, the steps and now living um, in 10, 11, and 12, you know, it is a way of life that answers all my problems um, because the problem was me. You know, my book teaches that uh, problems were of my own making. You know, this self-centeredness that the text teaches about um, was created by this over-concern for myself, you know, self-involved, self-consumed, self-absorbed um, about my wishes, my specifications, how I thought if the outside world could only, you know, be in a certain alignment, if the planets were only in a certain alignment around me, then I would feel comfortable. You see, the bottom line is I had a rough time living. Um, those bags and boxes that, uh, you know, I dug my fists in were only a symbol of this disturbance that I had. The big book teaches me that to get over drinking, to get over compulsive overeating is going to require a transformation in thought and attitude, that I'm not going to be able to risk satisfaction and happiness out of this world if only I manage it well because those external circumstances and situations are not a remedy for internal restlessness, irritability, and discontent because I have a spiritual malady. I have a spiritual illness, and nothing outside of me can fill that vacancy in my soul. <laughs> you know, so that was huge because realizing that just like no amount of food could fill me, it's going to take all the amount of this higher power of a relationship with God to fill that void. And that's the answer. Getting comfortable within myself through this relationship, th through the working of steps 10, 11, and 12. Because 10, when and if, because it happens, I get disturbed. Step 10 allows for this realignment to occur. Steps 11 allows me to uh, create that ease and comfort through that relationship with God through prayer and meditation. Of course, 12, working with other people, um, allows me to move out of that self-centeredness into God-centeredness, and that allows for freedom. And with that, I pass. Thanks. And thank you, Leah M. And Nessa R., if you're available, you'd like to take the remaining three minutes? Oh. Uh, hello? Hi. Can you hear me? I sure can. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. 
And um, I, I wanted to comment on um, to establish and maintain the new order of things. So, so what is the new order of things? Is is this way of life that answers all my problems, which is rooted in a personality change. Um, you know, and what's my personality? My thoughts, my speech, my actions, and my my thoughts have been transformed, which is giving me this new way of life, which answers all my problems and what transformed my way of thinking, um, which is at the root of my making of all my troubles, um, is the steps. And that's why it says to establish and maintain. So what establishes and maintains? Uh, to establish, um, I use steps 1 to 9. And to maintain the new order of things, I use steps 10, 11, and 12. And, you know, like it pains me to hear people say, I finished all the steps or I worked the steps four times. And I'm like, no, 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 you never finished the steps. You never just worked the steps four times. You worked the steps constantly. I, I worked the steps constantly every day of my life. And I've seen um, sponsees of mine who have recovered lose it and get back into the field. And this is why, because they established the new order of things, and then they put the book back on the shelf, and then they stopped doing what was working. You know, they, they stopped working um, the steps, and then they, then they relapsed. And that's inevitable. You know, we can only coast downhill. We can only coast downhill. This is not a program where we finish and we rest on our laurels and we carry on. Because things deteriorate very, very, very quickly. I mean, this, is, this new, new order of things is contingent upon our maintenance of a fit spiritual condition, which in my case has only been to the, work, the workings of the steps every day through steps 10, 11, and 12 once I have recovered. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Nessa R., and we do have one minute remaining, so I will take this minute and share. Um, what was coming up for me is, I, I, I mean, I love the, the writing in, in this book, but I also love how I have evolved and able to change it and utilize words that resonate for me. So as I was looking at this and listening to everyone share today, I love where it says a new relationship with my creator and being that I believe that that the speck of life is inside of me, the power is inside of me. So I look at that and say a new relationship, which I already had a relationship, with my authentic self today. And so where it says I will have an element of a way of living, I now see it as I have an element of a way of thinking that is different, which answers all the illusions that I had when I was living on my finite self. And so today I, I turn towards the power which is the unnameable, but I sometimes like to call it the authentic self. And so with that, it has by living with this new way of thinking. It says here willingness, uh, humility, honesty, and I like to sum it up for me today is that I just have to have faith and acceptance. And I don't see faith as a religious term. I just see it as my experience as showing that um, the spiritual energy that I that I that I turn towards works, and it works over and over again. And so I just have to learn to stay out of the outcome business and just accept. And um, that's for me, is the new order of things that is the essential requirement for life. And with that, I'll pass, and we will close now.
And thank you to everyone who has shared. It was an awesome meeting today for me, and I'm sure for everybody else. Um, the share ID for today is Monday, March, I mean, share ID for day, today, Monday, March 13th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 9716. 9716. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of studying immediately following closing. We now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Where Carmela G, please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Thank you. This is Carmela G. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but there's an echo, but I do hear you. Are you on speakerphone? You may want to go on speakerphone. How's this? How, does it work better? Perfect. Thank you. Go right ahead. Thank okay. you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.